Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. So, Daddy, do you, would you care? Do you want to dance? And he said, I'd, Maggie, I'd love to. Oh, do you know what's all right? So I totally forgot. Uh, hi, everybody. It's by the way, it's my favorite things. Uh, hi. So um, I totally forgot something I was supposed to say on the last thing. Uh, a couple episodes about ago. every little step. Yes, one of my favorite sequences is when they they have all of the ladies who are auditioning at the ballet, at the ballet, at the ballet, and it, it is it is so difficult. It is a difficult note for a legitimately trained only singer who doesn't dance and can move can sing but you have these dancers singing it that they've got to have a killer voice so they have they cut they splice together all of the people trying to hit the note but like one long succession it is so funny is it like what those people do now with like the, yes on youtube yeah, where they is, where they give like uh like like last five years where she's like james you know and i you know like the most dramatic oh, yes. part of the song and you hear they give just me fat boy's famous arrow yes <laughs> Such a good one. I love those things. I mean, that's like really nerdy, like musical Who's theater. Who's doing them? We love Whoever them. you are, thank you for your time and dedication to the happiness that is uh, musical theater and the doing all that research. And I'm going to make a suggestion. If I can have a clip of uh, Curtis was supposed to love me. Yes. Would be great. That would be awesome. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites. That's a really good one. Now, all I'm doing is trying to think of like really dramatic moments that we could string together from popular shows. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's like the big one. That's a really good one. Or anyone, uh, come visit your good friend Sweeney. My, at last, my right arm is complete again. Oh, that's <laughs> it. At last, <laughs> my really right arm is <laughs> right? complete again. Because it's the first time he gets to speak. The yeah. climax of the song. <laughs> that, I love that in a musical when they speak the climax. But we were, before we went on air, we were talking about, I don't know if anyone else remembers this. I don't know if this is a myth or it's not, uh, but you, you think it happened, which is the that when a chorus line was revived on Broadway, it was supposed to not look at all like the original. I kept hearing that they were going to do like holograms and film and like you were going to see the memories. Which bring yes, that's what I, I, I don't know if that's that. true, no. but that's and what I, I heard. And I just remember that, and it, I recall that. But it makes me think of productions like a chorus line that were so iconic, ran for so long. Yeah. 
cats let's let's say cats yeah. as well let's put this in these shows that were the direct uh, they are so intertwined that you when you revive it you do the original you, yeah. you have to get even with this revival of a course line they literally had even like on the course line their 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 body language had to be replicated yeah. so rent i'm thinking of shows that have always when they redo it so here's my challenge is i want to see a version that can reinvent it again a course With line. A, yeah, or like something like a course line. I would love to see a reinvented version. I don't know if it's possible because it is about Michael Bennett, his choreography. They're so intertwined. How can you remove that and recreate it? Also, that music was literally written for him. And it's when we talk to choreographers, the, the challenge that they have when they're reinventing choreography because, because it's like trying on someone else's clothes. Like the music was written for that choreography. So to invent something new to add to that music is very difficult. Yeah, that's Because tough. the music was, it's so, and the, with Bennett and Hamlish, and all of that. I mean, they were like, come on. I mean, I think there was a production up in Canada recently where it was done yes. in the round or in thrust or yeah, something. I think an ex of mine was in that. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know, I don't know how you, I don't, my feeling is if you're going to, I'm okay if you want to do something new, but it has to be better than what was just out there. Right. Don't just reinvent it just to reinvent don't, yeah, it. Don't reinvent you know? just to reinvent. Like, I don't. Hear that. I that. But, but also, but then I don't want to stifle someone taking a chance and, you know, risking. Um, being different, but then do it for a reason. Yeah, but as long as the reason is I don't want it to look like what it looked like before. Right. That that's not a good reason. Right. Indeed. And then that, that doesn't work. Mm. Happy Thursday. <laughs> oh, yes. Happy Thursday. I was thinking of other shows that had that same syndrome, or no, like Hello Dolly. Like it works. Like Gower Champion's right. choreography works. So we don't need like a black dress and an Irish accent, is what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're referencing, <laughs> sir. And that's shady. That was a little shade. I that's shady. That. I've I been love watching it. too much RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, you know what? Because I wanted to talk to you about certain things, so we have more of a bond between each other. I watched the first episode of oh, the first I'm season. I'm so proud of you. Now we're Thank like you. into episode like four or five. Um, so good, right? Yeah. Uh, I saw there's a woman named Miss Cracker. Yeah. And uh, this is a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but. Uh, Vanjie was let go on the yeah. first episode and had the best exit I've ever seen. She, she did good. She literally looked at the camera and said, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, without blinking, and then just disappeared in the mist. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would have been like, bye, guys. No, no, the, they, the exit's part of it. You have to like have an really, exit. Really, it's a big, a little bit. that's a big thing. If, if, if you can, if you can have your dignity still as you that's, sashay can I, away. Can I tell you, that's one of my pet peeves in a musical, what? is when the director has given somebody a star exit. There's the, what, what's a star exit? Oh, you know, where like they, they... I never thought of it. And honestly, you're the director. I've never thought of this before. You know, where a character says something and is supposed to just leave. and But they like leave dramatically up the staircase and yeah. it's like... They do something bit, like like... Yeah, they do either a big dramatic entrance or they do something really weird when they exit the stage. And then go. And the audience yeah. is like, yes! Right. Like, I have to clap now. I'm like, let's move on with the play. <laughs> I also hate slow exits. Mm. Like milking a character. it, just milking it. Stop milking. We're not on Old McDonald's farm. E-I-E-I eternity. That's what I have to E-I-E-I, say. E-I-E-I, go! <laughs> That's better. <laughs> You've been You're good. welcome. I yes handed you. <laughs> better is better. Better is better. Love, I actually love that score. I know we're going all over the place. What, Seesaw? Uh, no, a chorus line. I mean, a, cl- a class act. Oh. Oops. I've Oops. been rich. I've been poor. Poor is better. I've been fire. I've been ice. I've been naughty. I've been nice. Mm, Edward I've Craven. been naughty once or twice. 
Twice, Twice is, is better. better. <laughs> you and I okay. is better. Oh. Think and you'll agree. Dun, 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 dun. Better. No. Uh, what, oh, I, lo- I love that. S- I love that so much. Sorry, I was just thinking about it. Right, though? I was first introduced to it in Phyllis Newman's The Mad Woman of Central Park West. I, which you can watch on YouTube. Yes, we did a favorite thing, didn't we? Did we? Yes, yeah. we did. And it's, I still am a little disturbed by it. Why? Couple things. All right. <laughs> the daughter's like, Mom, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Mom, get out of my bedroom. I want to stay here all day and sing songs and not face the world. Go. Which is, I'm sure, a very real thing for someone who has a certain amount of money and lives in a bedroom on the Upper West Side. But this is something but, we talk about with our therapist. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Like, and then it feels a little bit like a vanity for, project. Like, it was a little 40. bit like, wait, what theater can I get? All right, I'll do it. Let's do it. I don't want to pay $40 at West Side Arts to watch you. I really, I'm sorry, because it's, it's, she's, although I do like, well, we talked about it, because remember she had that horrible cheerleading number. So I guess we don't have to talk about it right now. We can just go back to that other episode. Yeah, go back up, to the yeah, other yeah, episode. We don't need to relive this right now. It. You're no, welcome, I'm everybody. Sorry. sorry about that. But I do like when she sings Don't Laugh. Yes. Actually, I love that. And I think that's Isn't a that a Sondheim song? It is. They wrote, he wrote it for Hotspot. Right, right, um, right, yeah. right, right. If and I Vicky can, Clark does a great version of that in one of the concerts as well. Yeah. If I can, if I can convince... Don't laugh. If I... Oh, shit. I, I do it every morning in the shower. Why can't I do it now? <laughs> show me a glass of water. I'll show you a soggy dress. Show me a tube of toothpaste. I'll show you a mess. Show me a fresh laid sidewalk. I'll show you where my footprints are. Show me a fire hydrant. I'll show you my car. <laughs> show me a hundred lighters I'll show you the There's one more. that won't Show me the train to Boston Oh shit, I fucked it up already oh. I'll show you St. Paul Thank you, Rob show. No, it was really good I thought, that, was, that was nice Thank you <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, no, sorry. I used to know all the words. I didn't know you loved that song so much I get that you ner- knew all the words. I get nervous sometimes. It's I... okay. It was really mm-hmm. good, though. Thank the you. first three verses. That was nice. <laughs> sorry, Rob's doing his email right now. So no, 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 no. <laughs> How dare you? I hate you. Um. So what's your favorite thing today? Well... <laughs> Well, now, hold on. I'm trying to check a lyric because now I'm angry. Oh, now you really want it? You're going to pull it up and sing the rest of it? Well, I'm not going to sing the rest <laughs> of it. I'm just looking at the lyric to figure out what I did, did wrong. Oh, show me the latest dance step. Yep, I'll show you. you the latest fall. And I'm not even looking. I'll uh, Show me the train there to Boston. Are. I'll show you St. Paul. Show me a hundred lighters. I'll show you the one that won't. Show me a priceless vase. No, don't. See, that's called acting. No, yeah, I, yeah, man, I told you he was going to do it anyway, you guys. And then if he comes no, back see, to it, which more. is so good. Show me you a broken stop. window. I'll show you a bat and bowl. Show me the boat to Europe. I'll show you St. Paul. It's a joke. She's always going back to St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. Oh, my favorite thing. How dare you? Why would you even ask me what my favorite thing is? <laughs> can't you see I'm we working? We have this 20 minutes to can't just you, kill. Can't you see? <laughs> Can't you see I'm singing here? Can't you see I'm leaving? What if I said to you, Kevin, I'm doing the Mad Woman of Central Park West? I'm like, uh, and this is it? The podcast? And, I'm, and I'm pl- No, but I'm playing Phyllis Newman. What if I recreated the whole set 
and I literally showed up as Phyllis Newman. Can I head. be? Can I be the daughter on the other end of the door that's always knocking on the you door? You mean the character who never appears? Yes. <laughs> so you can stay home, so you don't have to watch yep. me. Yep. Okay. Well, you've made a choice today. <laughs> you've made a choice today. What is my favorite thing? Oh my gosh! I knew nothing about this person. I am so fascinated. This favorite thing is actually a suggestion from one of our guests, Ooh. Erica, who um, is known on Instagram as the Lady Groucho. Uh, one of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? One Guest. of our guests. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. And one I of our listeners. I just couldn't remember which Erica we'd Sorry. There's one been of, hundreds, one of, so my I, apologies. No. Erica. One of our listeners, Erica, um, suggest, suggested this to, oh, to me. That awesome. And I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, it's a documentary, and I watched it. I'm like, I had no idea about this person. So it's this is all new to me. Cool. I'm excited. This is all very new to me. Aww. It's a song I'm writing on the spot. Oh. I thought this was a little carnival. No? What is that song? I don't know. It's a real nice... Da, da, no, Carnival has one of my favorite songs. Carnival makes me sad that I can't sing. Because I would love to do her face. Oh, yeah. That would take... There it is. Two other hands. Goulet has to have done it at some point. Not mine. <laughs> well, he just did it. <laughs> that would take... Dos manos. <laughs> Why is this Spanish? Why does he always go? To, why do you always have him going to Spanish? Well, I do really well in Tijuana. <laughs> I like to have my listeners uh, feel like they're included. Escúchame <laughs> means listen to me. <laughs> no más agua. La boca es el perfecto. <laughs> that means I don't need any more water. My mouth's perfect. <laughs> so you can ask Carol Lawrence about so that. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Oh, hey, Kyle, a pleasure. <laughs> Wait, I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, so have you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Wakefield Pool? Never in my life. Neither had I. Wakefield Pool. That's his like name. Like P O O L E? Yeah, mm -hmm. Wakefield Pool, P O O L E. The documentary, and uh, Erica, thank you so much for recommending this because I watched it as soon as you recommended it, and I, I'm fascinated. Um, it, the documentary is called I Always Said Yes, The Many Lives of Wakefield Pool. Um, it's, the Many Lives? Yeah. It's a documentary from 2013. Let, let me tell you who Wakefield Pool, what he's known for, and then I'll tell you why we're talking about it today. Wakefield Pool was known for being the first person to produce gay pornography in a commercial environment. So he made a film called Boys in the Sand. Get Doesn't, it? Yeah, I, yep, yep, got it. Uh, Sounds messy, but got it. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> and another one called uh, Bijou, and then another one called uh, The Bible. Um, <laughs> I'm being, I'm being, I'm, I'm, the Bible? Yeah. I was, he, he, Are you yeah. reading IMDb right now? Yeah. Or no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just telling no, you. No, I know. I just, you. I have an adult gay film that's um, called the Bible. The Bible. Just, well, yeah. no, that one. That one uh, was uh, heterosexual. So, oh, okay. So it, 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 right, it, Adam and it, Eve. It, it yeah. branched right. out. Not um, so not religious at all. Gotcha. Yeah, not religious yeah, at all. It. You know, just just inspired by. Um, as a gay man, I didn't know anything about him, which I felt bad about because I because because he created such an important part of our history. What it did was it legitimized. Um, gay sex on screen and the fact that two men could be intimate with each other the same way that like Deep Throat did and the same way that... What era are we talking the about? The 70s. Thank you. The early 70s. Right. So we're... Ostensibly, our straight porn already existed. Well, I mean, well, it's always existed, but... Yeah, but the but the but there's an idea in, in the, the history of pornography, uh, cinematic pornography between 
um, I play it at a stag party and nobody else sees it and we can't talk about it, to actually making it an event that everybody goes to see. Like, like, like it's, it's, you know In what I mean? In a movie theater, when 42nd Street, that's, that well, row, yeah. you could go to see yeah. movies. And it would be, and it's fine for people to go. So it's, it's more acceptable. And right. so that's things like the movie, the pornographic movie Deep Throat. Yes. The Devil and Miss Jones. Right. Like, all of that stuff, which is what people went to, like... I don't want to say it's a family outing. But there was like an artistic element to it. Would you? Could you say? I don't want to say high art, obviously. But yeah, there was. It there, is I, mean, I know that there is websites that actually that's not about the sex side of it and getting off, but it's about like how they were made and like literally there was there's appreciation for the art of it. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. And so, Boys in the Sand does that, but for uh, the gay community. So heterosexual couples are going to go see this, um, and enjoy themselves as, as a movie going experience, not as something sexual. Right. So anyway, um, why are we talking about him and why are we talking right. about this? Because, um, half the movie is that part, the latter half, which is his, his life changing, um, uh, the pornographic industry for the gay community. Uh, the other half before that is he was a Broadway dancer, was the choreographer of do I hear a waltz and, uh, assistant to Joe Layton, and the video supervisor on Bring Back Birdie. That's what the first half of the movie discusses. Oh my gosh. Now I'm going to be honest with you. As a documentary, as an, ob- an objective observer, I'm like, there's so much talk about Broadway that doesn't really f- fuel his... The, the rest, of, yeah. But for me... I'm like, hey, amazing. we got a document... Wait, what? So, <laughs> what's it called again? It's called I Always Said Yes, The Many Lives of Wakefield Pools. So he started off as a dancer in the Ballet Russe, but then he did the revival of Finian's Rainbow. He was in the ensemble of Tenderloin, the unsinkable Molly Brown. He was the in the ensemble of No Strings. Richard Rodgers liked him so much that he directed and choreographed the West End premiere of No Strings. Then Richard Rodgers... Oh, he did The Girl Who Came to Supper. Now, this is where it gets interesting. And um, he wanted to become a, a choreographer and director. And so Richard Rodgers was like, great, come back, and you can choreograph Do I Hear a Waltz? And the director, John Dexter, was like, no. I direct and choreograph... Even though he'd never done really a musical, he's like, I will direct and choreograph. And they made up a new title for uh, for this guy, and it was Choreographic Associate. Um, but he really I'm choreographed. so... Rocked so, right so now. all of the, a lot of the film though shows great footage from the in color of the original Do I Hear a Waltz? Then uh, Joe Layden hired him, and he was his assistant on George M. and Dear World. But then now wait a minute, this gets really cool. We're, we're, in, we're now we're in uh, we're now in the seventies. Yeah, the um, he's looking for a job. So guess where he gets hired? Triton Gallery. And he becomes real now. Now you're gonna love this story. He became really friendly with David Bird, the great graphic designer who gave us that brilliant poster of Follies with the woman looking oh, out yeah. and the crack in her face. Now wait a minute, Wakefield Pool is responsible for that poster. They were looking for someone to do the poster. They said to David Bird, um, submit three I- items to us. He did three sketches. Wakefield Pool looked at them like, this is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. This poster perfectly encapsulates the show. Wakefield Pool is hired to teach all the old women in the show how to dance. So he does tap dancing classes mm-hmm. once a day for these old women. And one day Hal Prince walks in and Wakefield Pool says to Hal Prince, he goes, hey, wait a minute. He goes, my friend David submitted posters to you. He goes, those posters were the best posters I ever saw. Why did you not sub- accept them? And Hal Prince was like, I never saw them. 
He's like, so he's like, can David bring me the posters today? So Wakefield Pool called his friend. David Bird rushed over, and that's why we have the Follies poster. Wow. Because if it wasn't for Wakefield Pool. Look at these Poole, many lives. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's, a, that's a thing. And then he does the, um, the movies, Boys in the Sand and Bijou and all that stuff. Did and they then, talk about how we got into that? The pornography? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like your Broadway career is going up, and all of a sudden you're like... It was going down for him. Because he was like, I'm never... What he realized was that he wasn't really going to spark. Oh, he was never going to get his... And when he was working over... No. And when he was... Oh, that's that's actually a really great story. Hold on. I'll give you... Hold on one second on a chorus line. Um, I'm putting a pin in that. Um, Wakefield Pool was doing these sl- multimedia s- slideshows at Trident Gallery, like of David Bird's work and other poster designers' work. And one day Sondheim came and was like, Wakefield, I didn't know you had this in you. And he was like, oh my God, I realize I'm a visual artist. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a theater actor. I'm a visual mm-hmm. artist. And it was because Sondheim said, great work. Um, the chorus line story. Michael Bennett, the producer of Boys in the Sand... Um, was his businessman. Boys in the Sand made so much money that the the guy was actually making more money as the producer of Boys in the Sand than he was in his normal business. Mm. His neighbor was Michael Bennett, and Michael Bennett's like, I'm broke. He's like, I've got no money. He's like, I need something to hold me over. And he's like, and I'm doing this recording session. I need money to rent a studio. Wait, wait, what? Wait. Michael Bennett was really broke before a chorus line. Yes. So this guy who produced Boys in the Sand yes. with his excess money yes. gave it to Michael Bennett. Thank you. Okay. And that helped create a chorus line. And when a chorus line was a huge success, Michael Bennett gave the guy all the money back. But the guy was like, if it wasn't for Boys in the Sand, there would oh, have been no money to give Michael Bennett been able to... and there wouldn't have been a chorus line. And they talk about that in yeah. the document. Oh, my God. And then, uh, then the '80s hits, and the drug craze happens. And one of the, he talks a lot about Bring Back Birdie because if you remember, Bring Back Birdie was all about those video screens. Remember those television screens? Yes, the whole back be. wall. Yes. And uh, Wakefield Pool did all of the. So he was doing working in the porn world and still doing Broadway stuff. No, at the same he was time. Do, no, he was only doing it because Joe Layden asked him to. So he was came back to because Joe Layden was like, "Hey, don't you do film now?" <laughs> then that flopped. Um, and he became a very addicted to drugs, and he's in, got into rehab, and everything is great now. He's still with us? He's still with us. He's still alive. We should talk to him. Um, oh, but, my gosh. But the, the documentary interviews David Byrd, and it interviews the owners of the Trident Gallery, and it interviews Mary Rogers. Um, it's really, so it's really fantastic, and I'm so happy Erica recommended it. Like I said... Oh, I cannot wait. The, Where'd you watch it? Uh, it's, oh, God, I think I watched it on Hulu? On either on Hulu okay. or Amazon Prime, okay. um, the many lives. The many. Of, I, I always said yes. I always said the yes. many lives of Wakefield Pool, and like oh. I said, there's great footage in there. Um, it's not some. Just so you're aware, they show clips from. The, I'm not going to watch this with my mom and dad. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not. I'm saying that as a fact. I'm yeah. not going to watch this. But with also, my mom you know what? Not to be an asshole. It's. I mean, the, the what you see. I mean, you see nudity. I mean, you just see nudity. You don't right. see any sex acts. Gotcha. Um, and it's beautiful. He actually did a beautiful yeah. job f- photographing human bodies. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's not. It's not. Sure. I'm just, I'm just warning. To be ashamed of. It's, 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 it's not like it's don't put this on in your classroom and be like, we're going to learn about Broadway today because you're going to see. <laughs> Things that you probably shouldn't be seeing. Yes, I. I That's all. I'm but just, I, I, really, I, I want to see it for all that footage and just. The, to, oh my god! To not to 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 know all the characters he's associated with and yet never know him. I just it's a crime, and so it's. And like I said, as you know, as a gay man, I feel guilty because I'm like I should have known about him for what he contributed, and then as a theater artist, I feel 
like I've learned about somebody I never knew about. Yeah. But yes, he I believe he is still alive. He is still with us. Wow. Uh, Wakefield Pool, the movie is called I Always Said Yes. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And awesome. Kevin is going to tell us his favorite thing. My favorite thing like uh, is a, uh, I feel like I've done a lot of these, but I, I can't help it. I've been on a kick. Another little documentary, but this is a YouTube documentary. Um, and I've talked about this a lot. I'm, I think every student and lover of musical theater who wants to understand how a writer writes and how that relates to the actor and what the actor's responsibility is and in interpreting that material and uh-huh. how to interpret that material. And I think the reason why this is anybody can watch this now is because th- what this, this documentary is about the writers of a certain piece about this certain piece. And what's really cool is that this piece has since been made a movie. So everyone knows this musical in our country now, or at least almost every young person does, when they might not have known it. And there's many ways that you can see this musical, but but the writers talk about how they made it, why they made the decisions they made, and how the advice they're giving to young people and other actors, just professionals as well. Uh, And in fact, this was made by the licensing company which is MTI. MTI put this out in the 80s. In the 80s, this my, was made. My mind is, I have no idea no, what I this is. No, I think you, I'm sure you do. It's a conversation, it's called, it's, uh, it's, it's a conversation piece, is how they bill it. It's a 50-minute little documentary. Is it with Sondheim? Yes. Yes, it is. And James Lapine. Oh, for Into the Woods? Into the Woods. It's the Into the Woods. I don't even know what to call it because it was not commercially released. It's, it's, something, like, a, it's like a study guide, it right? Is basically, it was it, when MTA first released the rights and they licensed their, thi- their thing, they think they included this as like a, a study guide. Yeah, this, yes. I, I'm sure it was originally a you know, VHS cassette, cassette tape. You would watch that and that would help inform you with your community theater production of Into the Woods. I think the idea is that this stuff is so... It's Sondheim and it's not, it's not like, you know, jazz hands and that's it. There's a lot of depth to this and that... Uh, uh, what's interesting to me is that this is a time when theater is transitioning a little bit more into our... Now we have Dear Evan Hansen, Come From Away, Band's Visit, where the music and the drama are so laced together. Mm. But that was a little new for actors for, for, for actors to have to interpret that mm. much information and, and that much layers. That the mu- like literally sometimes on saying, I am acting out the characters when I'm writing this yeah. stuff. And I'm he's, he has, says that in other interviews, but to hear it in this version of it... Um, is very special because it is specifically about Into the Woods. And they section off, this 40 minutes is sectioned off by pieces and pieces. But okay, but a couple of things. But first of all, what you have to appreciate is that these guys, how they got Sondheim and Lapine to do this. But it starts, so it's 
Into the Woods, a conversation piece, B-roll footage of Sondheim and James Lapine walking out of a forest together. Like, literally, (laughs) I'm serious. As the credits are rolling up, it's Sondheim and Lapine just kind of taking a little stroll in the woods together. Are they holding hands? Because they're going out of the... Basically. I mean, like, and then the closing credits are them walking back into the woods. So it's like they came out of the what woods. What are they, fucking Brigadoon? <laughs> they come out of the woods to share this information, and then they go back in. But that's the only the little funny, cheesy part. The rest of it is straight up, uh, it's like a, a, is like a very interesting lecture in that it is, it's dense information, but it is fascinating and important to understand and hear. And hear the master themselves talk is, about this it. And this is on YouTube. This is on YouTube. I, I don't think it's a legal thing because I don't think you can buy this thing. I think it's just, it, it's literally, it's educational. Um, and yet it is done in, Sondheim is literally sitting at the piano and he talks about the themes of the songs. So so the way that they they separate it by uh, uh, music music themes and characters. So then Sondheim will talk about, he'll see, he even says like, watch the temple markings here. I mean, all, it's all the things that I talk oh, about wow. in my music theory class where you, you have to observe what a composer wrote in the score. You can't just listen to the cast album yeah. and sing a song. That's yeah. not how we interpret music. We have to go back to what Sondheim intended and what the character intends and how he has reflected that in the score. So he literally confirms all of that. He says, watch the tempo markings, watch the dynamics. You know, if I did this uh, softer, I did it for a reason. You don't just sing it softer to sing it softer. Uh, so then th- th- then they have character types and how they play, They he, um, character tips. I'm sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. So James Lapine will be in his little grandfather chair and his like you know reading chair talking about the characters and how they came up with all these characters for this production. They have song tips. So Sondheim will go through agony and he'll talk about why he wrote it a certain way with the with the, how it's a competitive song and how that the, the princes are trying to one up each other and how that's reflected in the swaying of the music and all of that. He basically shows the function of everything that is nothing is arbitrary um they go on to talk about the sets and costumes and and how they came up you know why they chose that information what you can do with your production um he talks about directorial uh tips uh, james lapine does so it goes back and forth with sondheim by himself at the piano and then lapine by himself and then a couple times they'll show b-roll footage of them just hanging out it's very funny the b-roll footage um and then um Oh, and then the last message, I just love this, is just Sondheim saying, you know, and he's very confident because at this time he knows, he's, he, this is like, he's written all these shows, he knows how great he is. But he says, you know, uh, no matter what happens, he's like, it's not about the singing, it's not about hitting that note, it's not about getting the right dance step. He's like, the only thing that matters is the intention of the scene. And I just think it's, I don't know, it's refreshing to hear, yeah. th- even though we know that and we know that's what it's supposed to be, but to hear him say why they wrote it, how they wrote it, what it all means and how he came up with all that. Even so much as like that, da da, like that. You know when it starts, like I wish, da-da, and he's like, that's supposed to wake you up. It's supposed to jolt you awake. Like it's a, it's a. Here's a story we're gonna tell. So anyway, I, I'm a, I'm a for those Sondheim fans and those who are those who don't get Sondheim. Even more important, these this is for you because this is how you will uh, you will appreciate. Even if you do not like Sondheim, you will appreciate why the people who do love him love him so much because mm. he does inflect everything in there and. I like it because you get to, he's an older gentleman now and, and we don't get to see him that much, but you really get to know him a little bit because he, he let's face it, we've asked him, and he, I told you, he responded and said, guys, no, I'm too old. I'm not doing any more interviews like this. I've already said everything. Well, if you want to see the things that we wanted to talk to him about, this is it right here. This is, and you get a younger, very more outgoing Sondheim, and so you get, a, get to know him a little bit. 
That's so cool. Yeah, so I, it, I know they exist, but I've never seen one. Uh, it, it, it is a, it's an easy watch. It, it, it is a fun watch. Oh, and there's lots of B-roll. They, they show lots of clips from the, from the stage. Uh-huh. I mean, from, even though we have that video of it, the PBS, but um, it, it's great. It's, I'm, I, so this is called Into the Woods, MTI Conversation Piece. I've seen the one he did for MTI of Pacific Overtures mm-hmm. Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you ass. Because you know that's a big popular one at the high schools. The junior one, yeah. Right next to anyone can whistle junior. <laughs> God. All right, little Marty, take it again. Everybody says don't. Everybody says don't. No, Marty. Louder. Louder, Marty. I can't hear you. I have to go to soccer practice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did that. Anyone can whistle junior. Okay, so... Um, uh, mine was uh, I always I always said yes I always say yes <laughs> No, 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 Rob No, no, no not, not how you are on Friday nights Oh, uh, oh The shade of it all <laughs> It's no shade Miss Vanjie Miss Vanjie Mine is I always said yes to many lives of Wakefield Pool, Kevin's. Uh, the MTI conversation piece on Into the Woods on YouTube. Amazing. And a big thanks to Erica for recommending that. Thanks, Erica. I can't wait to watch that documentary. Yes, take care. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.